Welcome to the Amplifier Podcast, the show where the best in business discuss how you can grow your business best. I'm Wyatt McPherson, I produce this show, and this week we are back talking about industrial sales with the CEO of Innovator Industrial, founder of Amplifier, and author of his newest book, The Industrial Sales Solution. This episode, we'll be getting deeper into the tools used in this process, as well as some of the steps that you can take to build yourself a scalable and repeatable sales system in your industrial business. So Don, why don't you start by telling us about the first of the tools you developed for The Industrial Sales Solution? Well, uh, there's two tools in the process. The first one is, is it's called the value pyramid. And, and this is really important in our, in our industrial space because there's really four kinds of value that, that, um, that any business in, in, anywhere in any industry has. And the very lowest form of value on the bottom of the pyramid is really the, your product uh, or your service. And it's, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people will talk about the features and the benefits and the technicalities. When you're talking about those low level things, it's, it's really, you're on the lowest level of being a commodity. So you're talking about features and benefits and size and color and speed and, and you know, or effectiveness of the tool. People get into thinking that that's so different. What, what I find so enlightening is if you, if you wear the hat of always wanting to understand, I wanna be different in the marketplace because cannot sell sameness. You know, if you, you know what I often ta- see is, doesn't matter the most sophisticated and largest organizations in our space, large uh, engineering, procurement and construction contractors to um, one local branch that sells uh, industrial supplies. And you, if you look on their websites, if you go to see them on a trade show, they're all kind of saying the same thing. We've got great people. We've got great equipment. We've got great materials, great quality, great safety, great productivity. And everyone is saying the same thing. They are all selling on sameness. And all those things might be true about their company. They might have a great safety record and great quality and great materials and great people. Problem is, is everyone else does too. No, no one in the industry is walking around, go hire us because our people suck. No one, no one says that. And, you know, if you dig deeper, maybe some of those companies do have not the greatest equipment or not the greatest people, but from a selling standpoint, from a messaging standpoint, what I, all those things that everyone in the industry says, we've got a great labor strategy and we've got great safety and productivity and we've got the best trained people and our people are awesome. Everyone is saying the exact same thing. So they're all selling on sameness. If you walk around a, a trade show and you look at the words that are on people's booths, or if you go to their websites or you pick up their literature, they're all saying the exact same four or five, six things. They're selling sameness. And, and, the, and the challenge with sameness is the, it, it's, it comes from a place of honesty and it comes from a place of belief in your company but it's, it's very egocentric because you have this emotional connection to your people and your product and your safety record and your productivity and your engineering. But if you don't use the right words to describe it and how it is uniquely different, then it sounds from the customer's perspective is all the same. And often in reality, when you get into the traditional um, RFP, RFQ bidding process, if you fall into that, 
that trap, all of those questions are answered with basic questionnaires. So, the, you know, when you do these kinds of bids with large global uh, enterprise energy companies, they have a questionnaire that asks about your safety and your quality and your people. And we all check those boxes and fill in the 1.2 sentences that we can fill in. And everyone is saying the same things because it's table stakes. You know, all of those things are really permission to play and they don't, if they're not used effectively, they don't provide any way to differentiate at all. And almost everyone is talking about product and service and, and what they see, what, you know, the table stakes. And that's really on the bottom of the value pyramid. That's level one of the value pyramid. The, the, the most important part on the value pyramid, and there's four levels. The first level, as I mentioned, was product and service. The next level up is the customer experience. And that's a lot about customer service. And equally, it's a little higher than just talking about product and service. If you communicate the experience that customers are going to get, uh, then you're a little higher up, but you're still in the commodity zone. It's still, it's, you know, you're still going to be heavily weighted on price because the customer really can't measure experience, their experience, not your experience as a supplier, but how they experience you working with them and, until they have. Uh, so that takes some credibility building, that takes testimonials, that takes, that takes a little bit of a track record to get to level two. But, you, but it's, it has to do with how you execute the work, how the customer experiences you executing that work, the way you deliver. And, and you have to have that tight. You have to not just have a great product and service. You've also got to be able to execute and deliver very well. And when you have both, you have great products and services and you have a great method of delivery and the customer feels that delivery. Now you're at level two in the value pyramid, you're still a commodity, but you are now in a place where you can survive because if you don't have one and two, you have nothing. You can't just have a great product and service and have a really poor delivery mechanism or you, all you basically have is a product and you don't have a way to really let the customer get that in a way that feels valuable to them. Because the last thing that any customer wants is a great product and then a really shitty experience where, yeah, they had a great tool, they had a great pump, they, had a, they have a great solution, but they're a real pain in the ass to deal with. Well, if, if you have a real pain in the ass experience where the customer is having to jump through all the hoops to actually receive that solution, then you, you, you are really still back at level one. So you've got to have great products and services, and you've got to have a great customer experience, which means a great operations team to deliver that, you know, safety, quality, um, the way they execute, the way they plan, all of those things need to be in place. Now, where you start to create value beyond what I would say table stakes, because I, I, I really feel level one in the value pyramid and level two in the pyramid is gets you to a place where you're a contender to really perform in the marketplace. But if you stop there, you're still very much a commodity. Level three in the value pyramid is about outcomes. It's about measurable outcomes that you can speak to, that you can commit to, that you can get testimonials from other clients about, here's what you can expect from our solution. We have a track record. We don't just have a great safety program. We have 
a great track record of zero injuries for the last eight years. We, we have a, uh, a repair rate of, that's the lowest in the industry. We have a productivity that is better than anyone else in the space and will commit to, to these deliverables. We'll commit to this level of schedule performance, this level of cost certainty, this level of, um, of quality, and, and in some cases, a, a great way to, to deliver on outcomes is, is with risk reversal and with commitment. So um, as an example, a, a risk reversal in our industrial business is something we call the pay once promise. It is a guarantee that no matter what happens uh, with any of our leak prevention or leak repair services, that when we sign off that it's done, if anything happens, we repair it for free. We, we don't give you your money back. We actually back it up with, with leak repair services. And that's a level three type of outcome where we're reversing the risk from the customer and we are owning the outcome. We're committing to a certain level of cost, a certain level of productivity, a certain level of performance. And that has to be in place for you to really step out of the commodity game and create a level of value that the customer can feel, but the customer can also measure. So you can think about in level two, the customer can feel that experience if it's good. In level three, the customer can measure that experience and that's different. And what comes next past that level? What is all the way at the top of this value pyramid? Well, the top of the pyramid is a place where almost no companies go. They don't know how. Certainly many small and medium-sized industrial contractors struggle with this. They, they don't actually realize that this position really exists. And that is trusted advisor or strategic partner. And trusted advisor and strategic partner is, is really different. With the first three levels, you can't get to level three unless you have level one and level two in place. You've got to have great products and services. You've got to have great customer experience with a strong delivery team. And then you've got to, if, if you can get yourself elevated to this level where you can understand, communicate and prove your outcomes, level three is a really great place to get to with a company, with a service line, with a particular product or or solution you offer. But you, you got to go from step one to step two to step three to get there. You can't jump to step three uh, without having one and two in place. But trusted advisor, you have levels one, two, and three in place, but you no longer talk about those things. You've got a proven track record and you're now bringing insight. You're now bringing thinking and ideas to your customer about how, how these ideas can change your customer's business. So it might be a totally new way to plan or that will reduce, uh, reduce the way that they execute a turnaround by 50% uh, less people. It could be that you're bringing insight uh, to their project using um, new technology like artificial intelligence to be able to measure and change their productivity profile on site that can have impact beyond what you as a contractor bring to the table. And it could be applied to the entire site that would change the way that they work, change the way that they plan, change the tools that they use that are beyond your own scope of work. 
So you're adding value beyond what you bring to the table for your own products and services. And it's no longer about your products and your delivery mechanism of those products and the outcomes of those products. That becomes your own deliverable, but a trusted advisor brings insight and thinking and new ideas and innovation that can certainly be applied to yourself, but are often applied to your, to your client on a much broader basis that have nothing to do with the solutions that you as a business sell. You are engaging the customer in a different conversation that can help them change the way they do business. And if you can aspire in any way or form to get to a place of trusted advisor, strategic partner, then in a lot of ways, you're competition free. And that's easily one of the most powerful things that anyone should be taking away from this. Once this is all captured for your business and your process is developed around it, you can get yourself to a place of having no competitors. Although that is where my next question comes from, once you get into those types of conversation, this conversations, uh, this becomes a rather high-level tool. So is the value pyramid only meant to be used for the owner or the leaders of a company? So you can, as a business, as a manager, as an owner, as a sales leader, or as a salesperson, uh, use the value pyramid. If you, if you learn how to use the value pyramid scorecard, you can measure any product, any service, any division, um, any group of services, or your whole company with the value pyramid. And, 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 and you should use it in all those ways. You can look at a particular product. Let's say you have a new welding machine that um, you feel is, is really unique. Well, you can use the value pyramid and really measure how you and your team are talking about sharing that value with, uh, with a client and really measure, you know, am I really approaching this from a features benefits product level one point of view? Am I communicating and making sure that my delivery team un has, has the right processes and procedures in place to, to deliver what we promise in an, in an exceptional way? You know, can we go to level three and say, you know, here are the outcomes that we can commit to Mr. Customer with this new welding machine, with this new welding service. And, and just be honest, the, the value pyramid is very much an internal tool to, to measure how are you communicating, how are you delivering, and with, are you at level one, two, three, or four with that product, or with that service group, or with a service line, or with a division, or as your company overall. And, and what a company should find if they're being totally honest and transparent with themselves is across a business that has 20 different products and services with a couple of different offices and different delivery teams, you will find that you have a sprinkling of being at level one, two, and three in a lot of different places. Most companies will find themselves in a lot of places at level one and level two because they haven't taken the time to think about, you know, the measurable outcomes that they will ensure the customer gets as part of their messaging. That takes some, uh, you know, a certain level of confidence in, in your ability to deliver on what you, what you commit to. But in, in any regard, most companies will find when they look at products and they look at service lines that have a range of products in them 
and they look at a service group or a division or a branch, they will have this scattering of being at level one, level two, sometimes level three across the whole spectrum. And that's perfectly fine. That's really what you want to discover is where you are with everything that you sell. And then you can start the journey of how do I differentiate to get everything that I do at least to a level three. Everything that you do in your business, should you should be aspiring to work towards getting everything where the product and service is great, where the way you deliver it is great and the customer can feel that and all the outcomes are measurable and measurable from the customer so that you have a, a very unique way to get measured by. And it's really important that you start off with just, it's like a source of truth. If you can look at your value pyramid and measure yourself uh, against those levels, and then you can develop a roadmap of how do I create difference? Because the only way to sell anything is to do one of two things. You either sell on differences to create value or you're the lowest bidder. There's no in between. Anything in between is sameness and it's three bids and a buy. And some people might say, well, I've got a relationship. Well, that actually is level two. Relationship is the customer has some experiences with you. Uh, so there's some trust built. So you're really, you know, when, when all that relationship stuff matters if you've built the credibility, but you're really only at level two in terms of relationship counts relative to level two customer experience because they had some previous experience with you, but you'll get outflanked even with that if you have a competitor who comes in with level three key commitments to outcomes because a level two customer experience can never be a level three experience, which is about measurable outcomes because the other two are already in place. Now, I would imagine that there are quite a few people who believe that they themselves and their companies are at this level, at this high level of the value pyramid with at least certain clients. So what is a question or a qualifier uh, that you can put out there that will help these business leaders know if they are at this next level yet? My question is, what is the level of insight that you are bringing to the table all the time where they are calling you looking for your advice and you are bringing new ways of thinking and new innovations that are not about your company, but that are about them and their company and how your client can do things differently that can have a widespread change in the way they do business. Often when I hear people say, oh, he calls me all the time. Well, there's two things with that. One, it's almost always that's relationship selling, but, but more importantly, you know, clients are creatures of habit. So you're relying on habit, the, the client's habit, and you have no control over that because if you're waiting for a client to call you because they always call you, then you are totally vulnerable for the 50 other people who are out there who are calling on your client and all of them have some level of sophistication in the message and the value that they are communicating. And in, inevitably, um, clients are very complex and sophisticated buying organizations now. And if you're relating on that one buyer or that one planner who you have a relationship with, you really have a one-legged stool that is really easy to get kicked out from underneath you by someone just 
deploying a better sales strategy with differentiation, with a higher level of value, possibly by getting to other stakeholders who can influence the sale that we'll talk about later um, in the book. And there you have it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. If you'd like to download your own free copy of Don's book, The Industrial Sales Solution, then you can do so anytime by going to AmplifierX.com and heading over to the book section, or you can go to TheIndustrialSalesSolution.com. For any additional info on this podcast specifically or anything else that we do here at Amplifier, you just need to go over to AmplifierX.com or click on any of the links in the show notes. Don't forget to rate this podcast. It really does help us a lot. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Amplifier Podcast.